Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. This week's story is Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winners were siblings Jeremiah, Isaiah, Zeke, and Naomi from Alamo, California, with their answer of, I love to tell the story, from the story, Penelope the Proud. Great job, you guys. Let's get started on this week's story, which is a two-parter, so you'll have to return next week to hear the conclusion. So here we go. Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo, Part 1. Pearson and Penelope were sitting on the floor of Pearson's room playing cars. They had dumped all of their small metal cars on the floor and had assigned to each of them a personality. And they pretended like they were people. But both paused and winced as they heard the cries of their twin sisters Patience and Priscilla coming from Penelope's room. Patience and Priscilla had unrolled two rolls of toilet paper and shoved them both down the toilet before Mama Peters caught them in the act. She determined that they had known better and decided that they each deserved discipline. Oh, how it hurt Penelope and Pearson when the twins received discipline. After all, the twins were so cute, and Pearson and Penelope absolutely adored them. So it was upsetting to hear them being spanked and their sad little cries emanating from the room. But the cries didn't last too long, and soon both of them could hear the murmurs of Mama Peters giving a talk to the twins, followed by soft prayers and loving hugs. Pearson and Penelope were relieved when the discipline ended. And naturally, it wasn't too long before Patience and Priscilla entered the room and sat on the floor to play cards, too. Mama Peters came in and sat on the bed and looked at her four little ones with gratitude. Mama Peters, it is so sad when the twins get spanked, Penelope said, looking up at the bed. Yeah, it really is, Mama Peters, because they're so cute and fun. Are you sure they knew what they were doing? Pearson asked genuinely. Ah, I love how tender you both are to your sisters, Mama Peters responded. What a loving brother and sister you are. I'm so thankful you have compassion on your little sisters when they're being disciplined, despite the fact that they deserve it. And yes, Pearson, the girls did know what they were doing, even though they can't speak that well. And you know how I could tell? Because when I walked into the bathroom and caught them, you know what they did? They immediately tried to hide the two rolls of remaining toilet paper behind their backs. The visual of their little toddler twin sisters trying to hide big toilet paper rolls in their pudgy hands behind their backs Well, that tickled Pearson and Penelope's funny bone. (laughs) But Mama Peters, couldn't you just have shown them grace? Pearson asked when he stopped laughing. Pearson, grace is discipline, bud. You know the Bible says that the Lord disciplines those he loves. Can you imagine? It is a sign that God loves us when he disciplines us. Because he loves us and doesn't want us to stray from him, he must discipline us. An unloving God would not discipline us, but would leave us to our own devices. And the same is true with an unloving parent. If I didn't love the girls, if I didn't love you two, I would let all of you do whatever you wanted. Because I might see it as easier not to discipline you. I would be disobedient to God and just being lazy. I must be obedient to the Lord's call in my life to raise you in the discipline of the Lord. Hmm. So grace is discipline. That does make sense then. Penelope stopped and looked thoughtful. But it's still so sad, Mama Peters. I agree. It is sad. But we don't just do things that make us happy. Think about it. 
If I only fed you guys what made me happy, well, I'd be having chocolate for every single meal. And speaking of meals, I smell dinner in the oven. And I think I heard Daddy Peters' car just pull up into the driveway. Oh, yay! The children all cheered and quickly cleaned up the cars and followed Mama Peters downstairs just in time to see outside the window that Daddy Peters was opening the door of his car in the driveway. All four kids hid behind the living room wall as Mama Peters greeted Daddy Peters in the entryway. They did their very best to be quiet as little mice. Even Priscilla and Patience were in on it. By now, they were familiar with the routine of hiding to try to scare Daddy Peters. Daddy Peters soon walked into the living room and the children jumped out yelling, Rawr! causing Daddy Peter to get startled. Whoa, you guys actually scared me this time, you crazy kids! Daddy Peters laughed. <laughs> as all four kids grabbed onto his body at their individual heights and hugged him tightly. Oh, Daddy Peters, did we really get you this time? Penelope wasn't 100% certain that Daddy Peters wasn't teasing. You really did, Pen. I thought you would be in the kitchen. I don't know why I thought that, but you guys got me. Here's a high five Penelope, Priscilla, and Patience had accomplished their mission of startling Daddy Peters. As Daddy Peters went upstairs to change, all four of the kids went into the kitchen to help set the table and get ready for dinner. Mama Peters put on some soft dinner music, and soon, the smooth strains of a cello accompanied by a piano playing the hymn Abide With Me filled the room. Everyone, including the twins, had a part in getting dinner on the table. When everything was good to go, they all sat down and after prayer began eating and chatting. The banter stopped a few minutes later, when Daddy Peters quieted everyone down with a comment that really got the attention of the older kids. Okay, guys. So here's the deal. I need you to listen up because Mama Peters and I have some things to discuss with you. When we went to the clinic yesterday, our plan was to just drop off some supplies of boxes of diapers and wipes and... Yeah, that reminds me. Why did we buy them so many diapers? Penelope interrupted. And why in the world did we give away the twins' birth... No, newborn clothes? I, I don't... I, I, I kept meaning to ask. Though Penelope's interruption stopped Daddy Peters' train of thought, he patiently explained, we bought as many supplies as we had budgeted for, and though it may have seemed like a lot, we just don't know how many moms are going to the center for help. We know that the clinic wants to encourage all the moms to have their babies because every baby, according to the Bible, is fearfully and wonderfully made, and children are a gift from God, as Psalm 127.3 tells us. So the clinics never want to turn away any mom because they've run out of supplies. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying, the director spoke privately to us while you guys were in the other room looking at the pictures of some of the babies the clinic has helped. She mentioned that one of the moms is having a baby in a few days and that she already has one child, a four-year-old little boy. But because there's no dad in the picture and there's no one to help the mom out or help with the kids and the mom is unsure of what she's going to do with the little guy while she's in the hospital having the baby, we volunteered to watch him. And we found out just this afternoon that she would be happy to have us watch him. So we're going to pick him up tomorrow before she heads to the hospital, and we'll have him for about a week. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa! That sounds crazy. Can he sleep in my room, Daddy Peters? Pearson asked enthusiastically. Daddy Peters chuckled. <laughs> Pierce, for a second there, you sounded like Todd Hicks. Anyway, I'm glad you want to share your room, buddy. Yeah, I guess it's because I'm so excited, because it'll be nice to even the score a little bit around here. Even the score? Yeah, Daddy Peters, you know, get another dude in this house. Oh, yes, I see. Daddy Peters winked at Mama Peters and laughed. 
It will be nice to have another dude in the house. The main thing, though, is that we make the other dude feel welcome and loved. We need to remember that we're showing hospitality. The Bible talks about ministering to widows and orphans. Mama Peters and I consider single mothers to be like modern-day widows. So we're ministering to her with a joyful heart, and we want to share the gospel as much as we can. Pearson was so excited, he couldn't wait to cut in before Daddy Peters had finished his sentence. So what's his name, Daddy Peters? Well, what's funny is that his name also begins with P, like yours. His name is Pablo. Oh, cool. Well, Pablo can sleep on my bottom bunk, and I'll sleep on the top bunk. It'll be so fun. That'll be great, Pierce. Anyway, I don't want us to forget. Both Mom and Pablo aren't believers. They don't know Jesus. We want to be good examples and quick to share the gospel of Jesus with them. Throughout the rest of the evening, plans were made to ensure that Pablo would feel at home and that his mom would feel comfortable leaving him. The next day, Mama Peters was up early putting together cinnamon rolls to make the mom and Pablo feel welcome. But it did more than that. It beckoned the rest of the Peters family up out of bed as they sniffed the pleasant aroma of warm cinnamon and yeast up in their rooms. Good morning, darling. Daddy Peters still had sleep in his voice when he greeted Mama Peters. Good morning, handsome. I love that blue suit. Mama Peters said as she tugged Daddy Peters' tie. Well, of course, you did pick it out. So it's not a coincidence you like it, Daddy Peters teased. Nevertheless, Daddy Peters, you look handsome in it. So what time do you need to be at work? I don't know exactly what time I'm going in, but I plan to wait until Pablo and his mom get here. I think they're getting here in about an hour. That's my guess anyway. I'm deducing that from the time they told us they'd be here after picking up the mom and Pablo. They'll stop here first to drop off Pablo before taking the mom to the hospital. Good morning, everyone. Cinnamon rolls, what a surprise, Penelope said somewhat sleepily as she sniffed the air dramatically. (laughs) Best surprise ever, Pearson had entered the kitchen, holding the hands of Patience and Priscilla. Well, I'm just thankful that you guys are so easy to please, Mama Peters observed. After a light breakfast of eggs and fruit and cleaning everything up, they sat down to a brief morning family worship when the doorbell rang. Daddy Peters answered the doorbell, and there on the doorstep stood a woman whose belly looked as though it was about to burst. Next to her was a small child wearing his shirt backward and shorts in the middle of the winter. Behind them stood Mrs. Cusick, the clinic director. Hello, the pregnant woman began. I'm Maria, and this is Pablo. The woman sounded breathy with exhaustion. Well, hello. Come on in. Daddy Peters invited the three in and exchanged introductions. They all walked quickly into the kitchen and sat down so that Maria could give instructions before heading off to the hospital. Uh, Pablo, he hasn't really stayed with anyone except me in his whole life. I mean, he's only stayed with me, Maria explained. Oh, I totally understand. My kids have been with us their whole lives as well. Mama Peters' tone was reassuring. Upon hearing that, Maria continued, Well, well, yeah, so so I feel nervous, but, but you folks look like, like you, look, you look like good people. Pablo, he usually eats just a little, he, he don't like food, but, but these cinnamon rolls, wow, he's going to love them. Well, I'm sure that Pablo will find these cinnamon rolls to his liking. Mama Peters happens to make delicious cinnamon rolls. Daddy Peters was quite proud of Mama Peters. Mama Peters jumped back into the conversation. We'll just plan to feed Pablo what our family eats, maybe a little less to make it easy on him. Oh, I, I, okay, I, I guess that'll be fine, but 
he likes to get himself dressed. So just so you know, so he don't like, he, he don't like to wear shirts the right way and he don't like pants. Okay. Well, we'll do our best to accommodate him. Mama Peters continued to comfort Maria as they talked. And, and sometimes he's got tantrums. He, he, when he don't get what he, when he don't get what he, what he wants. So just give him what he wants. Okay. Pearson and Penelope exchanged glances, knowing full well that Mama Peters and Daddy Peters would be very uncomfortable acquiescing to letting an angry child dictate whatever he wanted. Mama Peters, a picture of sweetness and diplomacy, responded graciously, Well, we'll do whatever we can to help Pablo put off his anger and to understand that throwing tantrums isn't how one should act to get their way. Well, do what you gotta do. Maria appeared and sounded just exhausted. How about we pray for you before you head off to the hospital? Daddy Peters suggested kindly. Maria nodded. Daddy Peters prayed for safety for the new baby. He prayed for a good labor and delivery and that Maria wouldn't be anxious. He prayed for Pablo's behavior and that the Lord would bring Pablo and the new baby to Jesus. Both Pearson and Penelope heard Maria's sniffles <laughs> and looked up to see that she was crying during prayer. They also noticed that Pablo had grabbed a cinnamon roll and was munching on it as he stood on top of the kid's table. He hadn't even used utensils. He had just dug his fingernails into the cinnamon roll and dug it right out of the pan, and his hands and face were covered in stickiness. They took a quick, bewildered glance at each other before closing their eyes, knowing that they shouldn't be opening them in prayer. But it was sure hard to help it with all the noise of Pablo. Daddy and Mama Peters had taught Penelope and Pearson long ago that they shouldn't be moving or eating or really doing anything except closing their eyes and bowing their heads in prayer. Even the twins knew enough to stand quietly with their eyes closed. The difference between the twins, who were not quite two years old, and Pablo, who was four, was stark. After Daddy Peters ended the prayer, Maria made a move for the door with Mrs. Cusick. She stopped, though, for a moment and looked back. Well, thanks for taking care of Pablo. I'm glad he's got that cinnamon roll, because he, he don't like when I leave. Upon hearing his name, Pablo ran to the door, cinnamon roll in hand. Mama! he yelled. Pablo, I gotta go. Gotta go have... I'm, I'm gonna go have Sissy. I, I'm gonna come back for you. When I'm done in a few days, you're gonna love her. Well, that certainly didn't set well with Pablo. In just a few moments, he had thrown himself on the floor, kicking and screaming and smashing cinnamon roll all over the floor. <coughs> Mama Peters walked over swiftly. She bent down to pick him up and with all of her strength held him against her body, ignoring his flailing arms and legs, wanting to protect Mama Peters from getting hurt. Daddy Peters took Pablo from her and held him tight as he kicked Daddy Peters repeatedly in the thighs. Pearson and Penelope were absolutely stunned. They could not believe what they were seeing. But despite the screaming in the background, Mama Peters assured Maria that Pablo would be just fine. And with Mrs. Cusick's prodding, she and Maria left, and Mama Peters closed the door behind them. Penelope and Pearson were aghast and looked at one another in horror. What had they gotten themselves into? This certainly didn't seem like it was going to be the great adventure that they had been looking forward to. Would Pablo rip their bedrooms and toys to pieces? Would they be subjected to screaming tantrums the entire time Pablo was with them? They were quite alarmed at the prospect. Yet, here they were. This is Grandma's Corner. Wow! It sounds like the time of helping a desperate mom about to have a new baby just might turn out to be a catastrophe. But 
that Peter's family was doing exactly what God commands of those who claim to know Jesus in James 1.27. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. As those who know the Lord, we are to help those in need. How many times have we seen frazzled moms who are trying to control their kids who are out of control in a store somewhere? Now we want to definitely extend kindness to a mom who is struggling. And perhaps there are issues that we don't understand, but we also understand that maybe there are issues which could be addressed with loving discipline. Here is what the Bible says about discipline in Proverbs 29, 15, and 17. The rod and a rebuke give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. Correct your son, and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. So how do you react when your mom or dad discipline you? Do you exhibit anger, throw a tantrum, and cry hysterically? Even if it might seem otherwise, your mom and dad love you and want you to grow up and love Jesus and obey Him. So they apply discipline. Trust me when I tell you that they don't want to have to discipline you and take something away that you really want to do. It hurts them too. When I was a kid, my parents had a rule. We had to ask before we ate something between meals. At the time, I thought that was so silly. And I used to think something like, well, my kids aren't going to have to ask me when they want to have a snack. They can just eat when they want. However, as an adult and a parent, I came to understand why we had that rule. If I allowed my kids, when they were young, to eat without permission between meals, they would likely choose crackers, chips, or candy. And when it came time to eat solid food like vegetables and meat at mealtime, they'd be full from having eaten a lot of junk food and they wouldn't want to eat dinner. So my parents were right. They loved me and that's why they wanted to establish good habits for me. And so do your parents. Remember that. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week with part two of Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo. Bye for now.